Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 1 John and learning how to walk in light, walk in love. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to our next episode of Everyday Truth. We're in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 18, and we are going to go right now because we've got to cover some ground. So would you get there? 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 18, and let's see... Uh, well, we're right right after the section now of talking about the world. Uh, we're in verse number 18. Uh, John employs familiar language, little children. It is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come. So spe- specifically one person, Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last time. They, so I think the reference here, the antecedent for the pronoun they would be antichrists. So they, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So, you know, Josh talking about antichrist, and this is not a study on antichrist of the end times. There's a reference here to him. Mm-hmm. We have heard that Antichrist shall come, and that certainly is true. Antichrist will come and, and quite possibly is alive in the world today. Sure. Um, if we believe that any day Jesus could come back and uh, Antichrist and uh, that the, the one world government, all of that, this is not a study on that right now. But, you know, John is saying we've heard that Antichrist shall come. But sometimes we get this idea that, okay, but that's 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 going to come. That's in the future. People have been predicting the coming of Christ for 2,000 years. and and But, but even back in John's day, mm-hmm. there, there probably was a little bit of, uh, when's this going to happen? You know, all the apostles have died. But John says, we've got a really, we've got a really big problem right now. Yeah. And that is there are many antichrists. So speak to me, Josh, what, what leaps out to you from verse number 18? Yeah, so I, I think the the big thing that jumps out to me is obviously the word antichrist and that the fact that there are many of them. There are many antichrists. So what is antichrist? Well, of course, you've spoken to the antichrist of the end times uh, that we know about. But these are just people that are against against Jesus. They're, they're people that are standing against Christ, standing against the teachings that, that John is trying to give them. And so he says, we, we know that this is the last time because there are many of them. There are many people that are standing against exactly what I'm teaching you right now. Um, that's the big thing that leaps out to me. Yeah. And I think the other thing, and I, I would agree with all of, all of that. I think the other thing is it is the last time. Yeah. It is the last time. So you might be thinking, well, okay, well, what's true? Is it true that it was the last time when John was alive? Or is it true that it's the last time now? Did John miss it? You know, which one is true? And my answer would be yes. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. The last time comprises all of this time. The, The time where Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 really expected uh, that Jesus would come back in his day. And one of the things about the, the coming of Jesus in the rapture is that it could happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. We call that the imminent return of the Lord Jesus. It was His return was just as imminent 
in the first century yeah. as it is in the 21st century. So the fact that it's the last time ought to give, give us a sense of, of, wow, you know, I need to be living for God today. Every day is important. Jesus could come back at any, any moment. We are in the last time. And you say, well, how could that be true for 2,000 years? Well, you're looking at time from a human perspective, mm-hmm. not from God's perspective. And the Bible says in Second Peter that one day is with the Lord is 1,000 years. Yeah, yeah. So we look at it as, you know, Jesus, where are you? And God's like, it's only been a couple days. <laughs> yeah, right. right? Exactly. So uh, there's that. But then the other part of that is this. Little children, it's the last time. As you have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists. And I like what one commentator said. I try to review several commentators before I uh, jump into any, you know, I try to study the Bible first uh, because I don't want to be led by a commentator. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of any particular Bible study, I like to see what some other godly men have have said. And I was reading one commentator, I can't remember which one it was now, that said that the anti-Christ, anti, in in our modern English sensibilities, we look at anti always as meaning against. Mm-hmm. Against mm-hmm. Christ. And and certainly that's true. Sure. Antichrist is against Christ. But we look at the word almost to mean the opposite of. Mm-hmm. So who's Antichrist? Well, Antichrist or anybody that is an Antichrist is going to be somebody that's wearing a red suit, yeah, yeah. somebody that is demonic, someone that <laughs> you know has long, greasy hair and the sunken eyes, is a drug addict that right, murders right. children. <laughs> no, that's Antichrist. And that's not what the word means. Yeah. The word anti here means other than Christ. Mm-hmm. So there are many other than Christs. Here's the simple fact. The simple fact is, and Paul actually said this to the Corinthians, he said, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed as an angel of light. So don't be surprised then when the demons uh, act like children of light. The point is that Antichrist is the Antichrist one day, will be wildly popular and readily received, mm-hmm. and a man of peace, and a man that that galvanizes the support of people. Yeah. And the antichrists of John's day would be they who were popular. Maybe they're the, the more eloquent speakers. They're the ones that are more tolerant, the more the more inclusive. Mm-hmm. They're the anti, they're other than Christ. Yeah. So that really puts a whole different mindset on it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, in in verse 19, you know, it's obvious that these people that Paul call or there I did it again as we did it the other day, but as John John calls them the antichrist, he says they went out from us. So there was a point in time where it seemed as though they, they were, were a part, part of the church. the church, yeah. And so to your point, um, whether it's the Antichrist who one day will have to be that galvanizing force and have to be that l- lovable person that, you know, the whole world kind of says, this is a great, a great person, or whether it's these Antichrist in John's day that he's writing about, um, they seemingly at some point in their life were other than Christ somebody different than Christ, but had some of those same redeeming qualities. It's the reason the Jews missed Jesus. Yes, yeah. Because they were looking for an other than Christ. They weren't looking for a suffering servant. Right. They didn't right. understand his identity. They saw him as being somebody that they wanted to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's that's the appeal of of the other than Christ. Yeah. That's the appeal of Antichrist is he's appealing to what we think mm-hmm. Christ should be. He's handsome mm. and tolerant yep. and loving and rich and prosperous. Yeah. And it's the other than Christ. Right, right. It's what the world would say Christ should look yeah. like. Um, yeah, and Paul referenced this several times. You think about Acts chapter 20, when he was speaking to the Ephesian elders, he said, hey, when I leave, grievous wolves are going to enter mm. in. So they're going to be in the church. And what are they? They're unsaved people that are manipulating the information and the theology. That's why I think Paul was so so careful to delineate the people in the church of Ephesus that were upending doctrine, like Alexander and Hymenaeus and Phygelus and Philetus. As Paul warned Timothy, said, these people, get them out, get them out. Why? Because the spirit of of Antichrist, the other than Mm. Christ, can be identified, number one, doctrinally. So how do you identify Antichrist? Well, I think, first of all, you identify the other than Christ by understanding who Christ is. So the Bible is very explicit about who Jesus is. His identity mm-hmm. as the the anointed one, as the son of God, as the one who was born of a virgin yep. and ro- rose again bodily and all of what we call the fundamentals of the faith. How do we identify the other than Christ's? We identify them as those that that do not subscribe to who Christ is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that again that this this part of the passage would follow on the heels of what he said in verses twelve through fourteen to all of the followers of of, of Jesus, the little children, the fathers, and the young men. How did they? How were they able to identify these antichrists? Well, they were students of the Word of God. In verse fourteen, he says, "I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in." you. Mm. And so they obviously were able to point at these. And in and, and, and verse 20, he talks about the unction that they have from the Holy Spirit, but they're able to point out the, the qualities in these people's lives and the, 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 the beliefs that they are teaching that these are against, against or other than Christ. They're, they are not the teachings that you know from the beginning. So other than Christ doctrinally, other than Christ philosophically. Look at what it says in verse number 19, because you've referenced it a couple times, Josh. They went out from us. They were not of us. They never were saved. These were people Mm -hmm. that were in local churches. These were people that sang the hymns, people that were attended the Bible studies, sometimes even taught them that left because not not because they were disgruntled about the color of the pews, but because they, they, they were not of the Lord. And the Bible says, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. In other words, hang around, eventually a person's theology will emerge. Let the wheat and the tares grow together. Don't try to be the inspector of everyone's salvation. Just give it time. Give it time. And over time, uh, a person's theology will come to the surface. Over time, what they truly believe in will manifest in with the people with whom they identify, Mm. who they are. Look at verse number 20. But, so in contrast to the false profession of the Antichrists, the other than Christ's, 
in contrast with them, but John says, ye, so he's speaking to believers, but ye have an unction from the Holy One and ye know all things. Now that doesn't mean that when you get saved, and by the way, an, an unction from the Holy One simply means you, know, you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not some kind of a special, right. like, yeah, I need an unction to preach. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do. Sure, I, sure, I do sure. want the Holy Spirit's power when I do anything. But this doesn't mean that one person has more of the Holy Spirit than right. another person. Right. We, the, the believers have the unction. Believers have the Holy Spirit of God whose work is in our life to interpret truth. Mm-hmm. So how can we know all things through the Holy Spirit? And that's not to say that we don't have physical teachers. You know, right now we're teaching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we have authors that books we read, podcasts we listen to, sermons that we listen to. Yeah, there are many ways by which the apparatus of teaching takes place, but the ultimate teacher of truth mm. Is the Holy Spirit. Yep. So all truth that becomes part of me has to go through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So the Holy Spirit is using that tool. He's using that sermon. He's using that podcast. He's using that verse. But it's the Holy Spirit that by which I know all things. Yeah. And I have to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit in order to be taught by by him. And then I think the other thing is I have to I have to be in God's word. I have to be knowing God's word so that the Holy Spirit can use God's word to teach me and guide me in my life and and um yeah, and, and I think I'd come back to the point that you made earlier that, you know, this is available for anybody. Mm-hmm. This is not for some special person. Uh this unction, this anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's available for any believer. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, 1 Corinthians 6.18, you have the Spirit of God. Yeah. Uh, Romans chapter 8, and I forget what verse it is, but if any, if any man had not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So we have the Spirit of God at the moment of our salvation. Verse number 21, I've not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is the truth. So, so. John says, I'm not beating you up as if, you know, I'm questioning your salvation, but I'm telling you that the best antidote to error, the best antidote to worldly living, and the best antidote to wrong philosophy is to keep on reiterating the truth, to keep on reiterating the core principles about the gospel and about Christ. Verse 22, who's a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, all that the Bible says he is. In other words, we can say we believe in Jesus, but we invent our own Jesus. The world has mm-hmm. invented a prosperity Jesus. Yeah. The world has invented a genie Jesus. The world has invented a Jesus after their own image. But we can't, we, we, but we're liars if we deny that Jesus is whom the Bible says he is, the suffering servant who died vicariously upon the cross for our sins, who calls us to a life of liberty and service for him uh, to live for the glory of God. Verse number 22, he is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. Ultimately, one's theology is going to be indicated by one's belief in in, 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 in belief in God and Christ. Mm-hmm. Your theology and your Christology is going to tell me a lot about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I don't believe what the Bible teaches about God and about his son, Jesus Christ, 
then really I don't believe anything that the Bible says. Right. Then really I don't, I don't believe anything about you know the 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 one true God. And you know as John is talking here in verse in verse twenty two, as you've already pointed out, he calls those those that would invent some other type of Jesus a liar. I mean it's a pretty clear and strong language that he uses. Yeah, and to me, let's let's just put this jelly right down on the bottom shelf. And that is the other than Christ means to talk about Christ, mm. to represent Christ, to represent Jesus, but in a way that the Bible doesn't represent him. Okay? So, for instance, Mormonism mm-hmm. would be Antichrist. I know that sounds strong, but they're presenting Jesus in a way other than the Bible does. Yeah. He was not the brother of Lucifer. Okay? As God is, no, you shall not be. You're not going to create worlds one day. Okay? So that's an Antichrist philosophy. Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. It's Antichrist. To say that Jesus is a God, but not the God, not the Son of God, not God the Son, to say he's not deity, that's Antichrist. Okay? Even if you were to take Catholic theology, and I know I'm, I'm treading on thin ice here, but if you were to take Catholic theology for what it says— And that is that the sufficiency of Christ alone is not enough to save you, but there must also be adherence to to works and there must be baptism and there must be, I'm telling you, that is an anti-Christ, an other than Christ representation of who Jesus is. So lest we think that this is not practical, this is very practical. And we've done the same thing with the prosperity gospel and and others. Look at verse number 23. We're out of time, but I want to finish the section. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. So what is the key to understanding God, understanding the Bible? It's to receive the Son of God. Why? Because God sent his son to be the express image of his person. He is the logos. He is the representation of God. The communication of God to man is Jesus. To deny the Bible Jesus is to deny the Father. To deny the Son of the Father is to deny the faith. It's to be other than. It's to be an anti-Christ. So check yourself. Check your theology. Check your heart. You know, are you in but not of? Boy, that's, uh, that's, that's an important distinction. Uh, let's make sure that we are children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Well, I hope that helps today. Appreciate you uh, listening as always or watching. We'll see you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.